day, good evening, good night, everybody. Welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. Uh, we are back for episode 124, and I am your host tonight. My name is Chewy, and I am joined by my good mate, Disco Stew. How are you, mate? I honestly thought you were going to lead in there with a good day, everybody. It's me, your boy, Chewy. And uh, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't. I could have done that. I could have done that. I, I could have channeled Robin Williams from Good Morning oh, that Vietnam too? as Look, well. Yeah. Shorty's not here. No. We can so do whatever we like. Exactly. Exactly. It's. Uh, I feel like you know the the kids have been left unsupervised a little bit tonight. So we're going to be in so be, much trouble. It, it could go either way, right? We could be very well behaved and uh, deliver a very straight down the line grown up podcast, or we could do Chewy and Stu things. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, we've got lots to talk about tonight. Uh, a few uh, new formats that we've been exploring with the release of Explorer. Uh, see what I did there, and uh, and New Capenna. But before we get into that, do you want to tell us about our sponsor? I'd be happy to. Once again, and as always, a big shout out to the Magic Beans and the Magic Beans Tournament uh, Series sponsor, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Find them on Facebook or jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Nightly auctions. Get on there at the moment. There's so much new Capenna stuff. Get all your Obnixilises and whatever else. Obnixili? Obnixili, perfect. Just so much stuff. And when you do win some auctions, just tell them the be- tell them the beans sent you, and you know, spend all your yeah. money, spend all of it. That's because then Josh and Pat sponsor us, and then you can join our leagues and win all your money back. But you've still got the magic cards that you've won from Josh and Pat's, so you're just ahead, right? You're never behind. Exactly. Basically. Perfect. Excellent. So Josh and Pat's have also got a, a stall, uh, a little like kiosk out at Jolt Gaming in Canberra. oh in Canberra. So if you- yeah, if you're in the area and you know you want to save on a little postage so you can win your auctions and then you can come and uh, pick up in person or just uh, peruse the singles whilst you're there. I know. In the store. I know we do have a we, do, we have a couple of uh, Ken Barons in the in the Discord. Yeah, definitely it's, it's, make the most of that, please. It's it's great to see you know people from you know regional New South Wales uh, taking out magic. It's, it's really really good. So. Uh, Let's get into uh, a couple of uh, a couple of our topics tonight, Stu. Now you are a it's fair to say you're a, a recent limited convert, right? Like you, I don't I don't know that it's that recent anymore. Like when you think about it, it, it feels recent, but really I've been playing limited pretty hard for well since pre-COVID now, and that's taken up the bulk of the last two and a half years. So yeah, is that considered it- recent now? I don't know. Everything's kind of a blur at the moment, isn't it, Where, uh, with uh, with the pandemic? There's- well, I was talking to a guy at work today, just random tangent, sorry. Uh, oh, Shorty's not here. Go ahead, mate. And he's, he's, a newer, he's newer to the company, but I thought he'd been with us for sort of two and a half years. And he's like, yeah, I'm coming up to nine months this week. I'm like, hang on. What is going on? Yeah, so we had a uh, we had a bit of a strategy day for work this week, and it was the first time in two and a half years that we've had the entire team together. And there was people that I work with every single day that I saw in 3D for the first time in that in that time. And we had someone from our mental health unit come in. So I, I work for a a network of of hospitals here in Victoria, and uh, obviously mental health is part of 
the service we deliver. So yes. we have one of the mental health consultants come in and talk about, um, you know, the effects of the pandemic and the changes to our our uh, way that we work. And uh, and it was it was really really interesting to hear the 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 different ways and the different impacts that it had on on people. Like we you know did the small group thing around our tables and you know spoke about how it impacted us and one of the the really common themes was because of lockdown we didn't get the normal events that we uh could put in our mind as a as a timeline like birthdays christmases grand prix pre-releases right so we weren't able to uh stitch together a a timeline in the way that we're used to doing it so there you go. So in our massive life, just like our real life, yeah, like it, it feels like M19 was yesterday, but also 10 years ago, right? So M20. Yep. Like, so yeah, it's a uh, a really interesting thing in the way that's affected us. So yeah, so shout out to everybody struggling uh, with that or who struggled through uh, that. Um, I hope we've come out of the other side of that. And if you're uh, looking to connect with a great community of like-minded magic players, check out our discord. There'll be the link in the show notes, shameless plug there, but it's a legitimately amazing supportive place where uh, people can just hang out and talk about magic shared passions. It's really good. So absolutely. One of the things that's been spoken about a lot uh is uh well the the limited channel's been like blowing up right we've got uh some some you've got yourself uh i i i love limited just as much and uh we've got you know your hemsies and jmuds and the usuals uh up at six uh jamming many many uh drafts and sealed events and and having a lot of fun sharing their experiences you know the highs and lows of uh, exploring <laughs> so, the new format so many and lows so many lows so, yeah, I thought we'd just, you know, we're not going to go through like a full metagame analysis or, uh, you know, a card by card evaluation or anything like that. We're going to keep it a little more general and just, uh, you know, what have, what have your experiences been? What's worked for you? What hasn't? What have you seen your opponents doing? Uh, it, have you experimented with, uh, you know, trying to get a five color or, or just playing two color? Because, you know, these three color sets there's uh you know they're they're different to a normal limited set and you know they might be slower but more powerful but it's a uh a fresh take something you know something certainly feels different to big time to the last set yeah so what's uh, what's your experiences been my experiences have been varied to poor i've only i've only done the five drafts so far which i think Within a week of Kamigawa, I'd done about 12. So I'm, I'm behind the eight ball. I haven't done as much as I would like. Started with less funds. And I've got to say, the, the wins are not coming very fast. My, and my initial draft was solid. Why? Sorry? Are you able to put your finger on why the wins aren't coming? Has it, has I it think been- when, you, when you go back and... Or when I go back and I evaluate, I think that I'm just still feeling out the set. There, there is a there is a lot in it, and I think you, we were saying pre-cast about the fact that every card's kind of a good card. There's a lot of good cards, and it's about how to balance those within a deck. And I think I'm just still trying to figure that out. Yeah, whereas I, I'm in a similar boat there because I've been moving, uh, similar to yourself. Uh, I didn't do my normal absorption of of the set, so every time I play a draft, there's at least one card that I've never seen before. Okay, uh, that's that, a, that's that a really good. Me. 
That's a really good point that I didn't actually think about until now. And because Kamigawa, I was so hyped about because it was crossing so many, it crosses so many themes that I love with that cyberpunk and ninja stuff and all that. I put a lot of time into that set before it had released. Whereas New Capenna, and I think we, we've all sort of spoken about it on the cast in previous weeks and Shorty in particular about the, the art style not really working for him and, I was in that same boat, so I just haven't been as hyped about it as the previous set. So that might be it as well. Yeah, so Wizards marketing team, like, give us sets we're excited about and, and we'll be more into it, right? So, and, and if you think about it just from a pure business perspective, you know, you've done less than half the drafts uh, of this set than the previous set. So you've spent half as much, you know, uh, currency, uh, be that gems or, or, you know, whipping out the, the credit card. That certainly and- hasn't happened. Yeah, so it's a but you're more inclined to do that with uh you know with, with sets that you're more excited by. I'm not sure if you did Kamigawa, but you know no, you're I more didn't. likely to. Uh but you're probably winning more so it was self-funding, but yes. you know you're just churning over more because of the and you know not every set's going to hit like like the Kamigawa did. And I think Kamigawa hit on a lot of different uh, facets of the community because yeah. you know there was the the I I liked it because it was Kamigawa. Right, because yeah. it was, uh, yeah, and I, I, I like cyberpunk, uh, and I played more Shadowrun than cyberpunk. Like, don't at me, but, <laughs> uh, um, but you know, you don't I, want I, to I, see I, my play time for cyberpunk. It is not very good. Yeah, no, I got over it. It's just like, oh, it's too big. That it, it hasn't hooked. It's pretty, but it hasn't hooked me. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, like, but even like the the role play game, um, you know, sort of twenty years ago when I was doing a lot of that, um, you know, I. I I played a bunch of cyberpunk. It was really cool. But the main draw for me was it was returned to a, uh, a plane that I loved, but this, yeah. this set, like it, it, I feel like it's lacking a bit of identity. Uh, it just having the, you know, art deco gangster theme and, you know, there's, you know, concrete shoes or whatever that, you know, there's some offer you can't refuse sort of cards that are named particularly, you know, thematically, but, as a whole set, I feel it doesn't really deliver on that. So I didn't, I didn't have that that hype, that excitement. So uh, I will say that despite all of that and my really poor record in my first five drafts, it's actually a lot of fun. The exactly. draft format is actually incredible. It's um, really, really good, and the three color sets uh, can go either way, right? But yeah, yeah I've, I've had I've had a lot of fun. Uh, what's what have you have you from a speed perspective, speed of the format, have you found it, you know, faster or slower than you expected? I think it's faster than I expected. Okay. I think there's a there's a lot of builds out there that uh, if if you if you kind of if you if you have a misstep, the game can be over really quickly. Uh, there is a lot of sort of yeah tempo-y based setups that I've been seeing, and it just which is good because sometimes I like to know if I'm going to lose, I lose quickly. Yeah. So, so that's helpful. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, get it done and move on to the next one. But yeah, I think it's it feels a lot faster than what Kamigawa did. Yeah, yeah, and Kamigawa you had to play to the board quite a lot as well. But when I think about three color sets, uh, my my mind goes to two sets particularly, uh, which is the original Zendikar, uh, which was really aggressive. You had like Woolly Thokter, like three mana five fours at uncommon. Yeah, um, you had. A blue white, or maybe it was a blue white hybrid, and one t- um, two one that if you controlled an artifact, 
it got plus one plus one and got flying so it was like two mana three two flyers so it was like a really really aggressive format uh where this this set seems less aggressive but still uh proactive if that makes sense so yeah yeah so i guess it's a um how how would you describe it it's a uh because it's three color it's it's a you know a, a tick slower than you know if you're trying trying to play a well it's three color or four color or five color right multicolor you're playing these splashy gold cards uh you know there's less two drops that are good because you've got to have three colors to cast a you know a carry yeah. card or whatever it might be uh so it's a uh a, definitely a more mid-ranged format but my experiences are all of the cards are good right there's mm-hmm. there's not a lot of dead weight in this format it's a really flat power level there's some obviously you know obviously good cards right <laughs> but uh the rest of the the rest of the power level seems fairly flat and but overall like on, on a good power level it's not like original kamigawa where everything sucked uh but it's uh so it's you know you've You've got good cards. Your opponent's got good cards. And you were saying precast that you know mana has been a challenge for. Oh, the drawing of mana has certainly been in in a number of games. Mana itself, and and there's there was a bit of a talk about that in the limited channel in our Discord. Once again, folks, join us, please. It's great fun. And a few of the, few of the folks in there were sort of alluding to the fact that, um, and and you even said it too, precast about uh, it feels like a bit of a cube type setup where. There's so many good spells, but you've got to be able to draft the mana base to suit. But but what I found is that, and again, I'm only five five drafts in, is that getting fixing has been really easy. It feels like a lot of people are actually ignoring cards until fairly late, and they often get passed around, and you just go, oh yep, I'll just scoop up that uh, that broker's land, whatever it is. And yeah, so in terms well, of actually having it. Yeah, the evolving wilds are common, but one for each family. You know, you can often pick them up. You know, it might not be all three of your colors, but you have. If you can get two, it's brilliant. Yeah, you know, but yep. you'll take it anytime. Yeah, and um, then there's the uncommon ones that you can exile to make a land tap for you know that family's color, and then yep. you know, play it later. That's that. That's a really. They've um, been brilliant. Yeah, I, I really. It's a really elegant design. I, I think like that's really, I, really I drafted two of the brokers ones in my first deck. The the Sparrows Adjudicators, I think they are. Yep. And initially, I was like, oh, five matter. And then when you actually read the text, because again, I hadn't really looked at any of this stuff pre-release, and you're like, oh, that's fixing on a creature. Okay, done. Let's get it in. So if yeah. you yeah, if you can pick those up, they're fantastic. Yeah, I, I think they're a. Um I think I think they're a must-have in your deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're they're very very good. Uh, the the other thing that I really enjoy uh, is the the uncommons that are two colors that fit into uh, you know multiple decks. You know they yeah. they give you those options. They're powerful cards. You know the 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 two specific color costs. And the uh, I won I won a game with the. The last card that I drew was the blue black. If you've uh, you know draw two, discard one, unless you've yes. got five five different mana costs yeah. in your graveyard. Yeah. yeah. So it was like 
turn eight or something and you know we've been trading creatures and i had a land from you know one of the family fetch lands and uh it had came up with a little thing five of five and i'm like oh brilliant i just drew two cards uh drew a creature and a removal spell and it was enough to win me the game Perfect. so yeah i just like that they're uh you know the three color cards once everybody's sort of settled into their wedge you know you can kind of pick them up but those the once you know if you're the one person in in the the jund colors then you're going to get all of those gold cards but you're still yep. going to be fighting over the the you know the red and the green cards with the with the boros wedge as well yeah so, yeah now is wedge in the way to go would you say like if you very early on pick that lane of say jund do you stick with it even yeah. though the cards may not be landing that way completely or do you look for a fourth color it, it depends on it depends on your draft i i, I think it's part of the part of the evaluation and this kind of leads into my last point of, of of the draft a little of my experience so far and i've done you know a similar number of events to yourself but um you know first impressions so this is by no means a uh you know <laughs> exhaustive research but the uh traditionally if you're going to be three colors you know you could be two colors with a splash uh you know where it'd be one or two cards you can you can make that you know three or four cards comfortably and then if you've got the fixing and the spells are good enough uh you know you can take the 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 fourth color so one of the drafts that i um that i ended up with uh i think i ended up five three uh i had um i was really solidly in the esper um colors and uh and i, I had the had the charm and i had the guy that whenever you draw a card you know he drains one you know the the deck was quite good had a murder uh and then i opened lord zandine and mm. i i took a look and i already had one of the the fetch lands that uh was the grixis wedge yep. and i then i picked up something else that had red in it i can't even remember what it was but you know my fourth splat my fourth color splash was two cards but I had like three or four cards to be able to cast them, and um, yeah, it was a um, you know it was a, a draft I had a positive record in, and and the deck worked pretty well. But the yeah, what I found my in gameplay and and in in drafting, uh, I think this this is a set that rewards good players or people that invest in the form because everybody's got good cards. It's a, it's a powerful set. Everybody's got them. Uh, you know, good drafters will be, you know, prioritizing mana fixing uh, to make sure they can cast their spells because there's no point having, you know, three colored bombs if you if you can't cast them on curve. Mm. But in game playing and drafting, because everybody has that a really similar power level because the format is so flat, the incremental advantages that you get throughout the game that are worth half a card here get that two for one there that is really what is going to to the game when you're at the majority of the games sometimes you get mana flooded sometimes your opponent just curves out aggros you out and you know that certainly happens in any format mm. of magic but in you know the the 70 percent of games in the middle it, it's going to come down to you know uh, prioritizing your spells prioritizing your getting your attacks right and i think it, this is a format that rewards uh you know good play and some yeah, people may sure. 
some people may be put off by that because they they are frustrated uh, but other people will have a really really good record and really enjoy it and if you are frustrated in that i recommend just keep going and you know make sure you're playing as tightly and drafting as, as tightly as possible because you know it, it's a real opportunity to improve your limited play and therefore your magic play I, this set i think it's if we all play this set will come out better magic players than your average set uh would would improve yep. our, our our arc so yeah uh how, do you agree with that is that something that you've yeah no, I found? think i think i do i think i agree with all of that um especially that last bit about if you if you draft this set you'll come out better because let's face it i can't get any worse <laughs> <laughs> That's not it's, fair. That's disingenuous. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that bad. Well, you you said you've had like flood and screw um, issues in a few so in a few losses. Has, yeah, has, like, has, oh. but, but in saying that, and I, I had one particular game this afternoon. I actually managed to squeeze a game in, and I sat on. I had three lands in my. I had one land in my opening hand. Multi six had three lands, three spells. Perfect. Let's go. Did not see another land until I'd gone through half my deck. So twenty cards later, until I got my fourth land. But I won the game with yeah. cards in hand. I was still able to do things every turn. And, and I'm like, hey, who needs land? Mind you, I did have a lot of treasure generators, so that helps. Yeah. And that comes back to that fixing in a sense as well. Whilst it's not permanent, if you can uh, be making treasures fairly often. I had to, oh, there's a creature. It's whenever a creature with haste attacks create a tapped treasure token. Oh, the Jund guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. the Jund guy, Ogness. Yeah, the, yeah that's, that's the fellow. Yep. Turns out pretty cool. Yeah, obviously absolutely. it's a it's a rare, so it's a bomb, all that sort of thing. That's what you'd expect, but um, that kind of saved me pretty hard until they killed it. But it took a few turns. Uh, but that's a but you were able to cast your powerful spells and, and stay in the game. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. So I think that's uh, that's brilliant. So I guess that's the um, there's a few lessons wrapped up in that, right? Where you can uh, you know, you can play a three color mid range uh, deck. But still keep your curve low, yeah, and 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 do well, uh, and you can have a uh, you know you can have tr- like treasures, right? Treasures are uh, are, are amazing. <laughs> so highly recommend them. Yeah, I, I I'm a bit over them. Like we've we've had like a, yeah. a constant train of treasures, but uh, they they're clearly a popular thing and. Uh, given that we've had a uh, you know a, a three color set, um, I am happy to have them in this particular set. It's just yeah, it feels like they're becoming ubiquitous with sets. Yep. But yeah, it'd be nice to have a little break from them. But yeah, um, the last thing before we move on from Capenna Limited is one of the the hot topics in the limited channel on our Discord was uh, something that we've done sort of unofficially in the past around the beans is doing a a a limited bingo so if you check out uh at magic beans cast or or on twitter uh i've posted on facebook it's in our discord but we've actually got a uh a bit of a a bingo set up where you know i think what have we got uh 12 uh 12 things to do in in limited games and and seeing you know who can get Two can tick the most off, and they're all a bit of fun. So draft a monocolored deck, that's a challenge. Lose to your own Angel of Suffering, and certainly some I, people have done that. I haven't lost, but I've won because of it. Oh, okay, your opponent's lost to their own Angel of Suffering. Nice. Um, create 20 creatures with Rabble Rousing. Uh, 
Seven wins with no rares. Uh, I'd be happy to get to seven wins first. Yeah, uh, me too. Control more than two of Nixilis. Uh Seven wins with a five-color pile. Uh, Rogue's Gallery for five. Activate one of the hideaway cards. I haven't seen anybody activate one of the cards yet. I haven't even seen one. I've uh, seen none go around the table, and I've seen none cast. The blue one that is just a Phyrexian Arena every turn is very good. Yeah. Uh, just like you would always expect I imagine. It. There was a curse in a previous set that, that was uh, very similar and just absolute house. So, yeah, I, I know the guys were talking about it on the cast the other week and they were focused on the hideaway activation, but, you know, the power of that card is the drawing an extra card every turn. So it's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. worth five mana for sure. Um, control more than ten cats. Uh, cast meeting of the five for zero hits. Um, what does that do again? Uh, you search for multicolored creatures, I think. Multicolored, yeah. yeah. Um, I had the um, I had the green one. I forgot forget what that's called. The two and a one that uh, yeah. Look at the top five cards of your library and put any creature card or reveal a creature card. Put in your hand. I've had that missed like two times. I, I've missed multiple times on Genesis Ultimate. So you know, on stream even. So yeah, that's rough. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I shouldn't have picked that scab. <laughs> Control two ascendancies and run one of each uh, family fetch land. So yeah, just a bit of fun uh, to you know, and you know you can meme it up there or sometimes you have those happy accidents. But you know there there are some spiky things in that and some others as well. So yeah, check out the the post I put on Twitter. I've got a nice graphic and you know. If you uh, if you get bingo, please uh, jump into the Discord and let us know, and uh, we'll get around you. It should be fun. Let's move on from limited. Well, can, can we move bef- just before we do that? Sure. Yep. Have you got a an MVP or a an all star so far in limited? Pre- preferably not a bomb like a rare or mythic. Uh, Anything that when it when it comes around in any of your drafts, you've gone yes, I must have that. There's a couple of cards that are been been pretty good the i can't remember what it's called but it's a three it's blue white and one for a two three flyer at uncommon yes that that card's been really really good that's and, a great card yeah and there's a removal spell a white removal spell an enchantment that um it's one and a white creature can't attack or block and they can pay seven and exile the enchantment and I draw a card. So Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that that that's been a, a, a solid removal spell because, you know, they have to take a whole turn off. They have to get to seven mana, they have to ho- take a whole turn off, uh, and then I get a card uh to unlock their creature. So, you know, they get their creature back eventually, but you know, I've locked it down for five turns or more, uh, if I've cast it early. And it uh then it you know nets me a card so i i found that to be quite a solid removal spell and i've when i've drafted white uh i've drafted the there's a three mana three one that when it comes into play you can get another copy of it or as any number of copies of it from your deck ah yes um if i've had a particularly grindy uh deck and that that esper deck that i spoke about that um was splashing lord xander uh, i had three of them and they just blocked you know like i I wasn't getting aggressive with them attacking with them it was just they could kill a three toughness creature uh without costing me a card 
And, you know, that's the sort of thing where I was talking about grinding out and, uh, you know, getting those incremental advantages. So sometimes that effect's really, really strong. Sometimes that effect is, you know, kind of really weak in um, in limited formats. I, I don't think it's super powerful in this format. You know, that card's not particularly good, but in the deck that I drafted where I was really looking to grind out those you know, quarter of a card here, card there, type things uh, that suited that deck's game plan. I'm not saying first pick yeah. that card, but be cognizant of it. In you know, if you're in if you're in white and you do want the game to go long, uh, because uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it does do a job. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. What about awesome. you? What's what's your all star? What's your MVP? Uh, I've got a couple, but I'll keep it brief. But I've, I really like the. Uh... The, the blue instant, the two two and a blue for the Majestic Metamorphosis. Oh, where it becomes a 4-4. Four, 4-4 four. Four, four angel artifact, and it gains flying, and you draw a card. It's very similar to Suit Up from the, yes. uh, the Kamigawa set. And, yeah, I, I if those sort of effects are generally really, really bad, but when you attack, draw a card on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, your creature dodges a removal spell. It, uh, you know, they... It lets you attack or block, depending on which side of the board you're on, um, favorably. So yeah, yeah, good card and something you a combat trick you've got to be aware of, right? Yeah, absolutely, it's awesome, and and people always play into it, and that's fine, you know. There, there's been even been a game here or there where they're just not blocking. That's all right. I need to draw a card, so I just cast it anyway. <laughs> yeah, just get in for a couple extra points of damage. <laughs> yeah, cycle it, and well, I mean, at that point, like if you cast it on a two-two, it's you know, shock draw a card. Yeah, that's right. So that's Which not, is, not terrible, right? So That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, I, and the other one was one that I had sort of picked out when we were picking cards in the preview season, which was uh, the Jewel Thief, the two in a forest for the cat rogue with the vigilance and trample and oh, creating that's treasures. obviously a very good card, that one, right? That, yeah. So, and because I picked it out, I'm like, you watch, it'll be horrible. But, man. And as soon as it comes down, if... <laughs> Your opponents are always scrambling to kill it as quick as they can. Yeah, it's... Uh, so if you can get a couple of those, which I did have a couple in one draft, and it's like, yeah, no worries, you can kill it. I'm just going to get another one. Nice. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's a good card. Very, very good card. Um, yeah, it's a, um, that's a good it's a good all-star to, to, to call out, especially if it's been the card that you called out in print. Yeah, it feels that, good, actually. Yeah, good. absolutely. <laughs> uh, so moving on from... From Limited, uh, obviously, with the uh, introduction of a new set, we've got a new standard format as well. Oh, have so, we? Well, we've got, we've got uh, new cards to play with <laughs> in standard. So um, have you... Like, that, that wasn't me being facetious or anything. I genuinely haven't actually touched standard since okay. the set came out, so I don't know what's happening with it. So I've been, uh, I've been playing a little bit uh, mostly like best of one on my phone whilst i've been you know waiting for kids to fall asleep type stuff i haven't haven't played a great deal but i i wanted to play something different from the the green one enchantment deck that i've been running throughout the last season just felt like a change the deck was still you know positive win rate and uh it's a fun deck and and a powerful deck but uh felt like a change and you know having a new set out there, having a look to see what was about. Uh, there were, uh, you know, a few options. There's still all of the same, uh, you know, role players, the same, you know, the usual suspects yep. uh, in uh, in standard. 
going around. There's lots of mono white. There's lots of runes, Nihins, Esper, etc., etc. But there, the the introduction of of the new set has kind of seen some other archetypes get a bit of a bump and kind of go up a, a tier or a half a tier and a um yeah a, a few improvements to existing decks uh if if there's a deck that jumps out as a new archetype uh i would i would have to say there's a there's a bant ramp deck Ooh. that that is getting around with a a, a on average a north of 60 percent which is incredible uh obviously the format will adjust the the, the meta will adjust to it but um I'll whip through the uh, the deck list that I've just got from from Goldfish, um, Lotus Cobra, Innkeeper, Skyclave, Apparition, Orovs, mm-hmm. four of Wandering Emperor, three Elspeth Resplendent. So for those who don't know what that is, that's a five mana Elspeth uh, that uh, you can plus to uh, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature. Uh, you can neg three her to do a um, a collected company type thing. Oh, and her ultimate is uh, to uh, create five angels. Uh, so yeah, mm. Elspeth's a uh, you know when you're ramping into it, she's pretty good. And also the other five mana, pl- one of the other five mana planeswalkers in the uh, in the format, which is Red and Seven. Four copies of Storm the Festival. So everything I've listed out so far can be cast off Storm the Festival, as can four of Asika's Chariot. And then it plays Broker's Ascendancy at the beginning. Oh, lovely! Fantastic. Yeah, beginning of your end step. Put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. So Wandering Emperor, Elspeth, and Renan Seven all getting yeah. Uh, then winning announcement, it. obviously, you know, pumping out dudes, uh, getting very very big with Broker's Ascendant, and then a Seeker's Chariot creatures, Skyclave Apparition, um, you know, act as your removal spell. Uh, the uh, the mana base is playing everything that you expect. You know, there's all of the the jewel lands there's pathways there's besiege you uh and you get sparrow's headquarters as the bant triome as well so your mana is very very good so yeah um that that deck's been performing really really well so if you've got the rare wild cards for that one uh that is definitely an option but i don't have the rare wild cards for that i been what i did was i looked at a bunch of tier lists from around the place from different websites and I saw consistently at the top of many tier lists was the Teema mid-range deck. And I made Mythic uh, a few sets ago with uh, a very similar list. So I was, you know, if it's good again, I'm interested in playing it. And and, and it was pretty good. You know, I was, I was, I think I was 5-2 in my, you know, first sitting uh, with the deck. How, how did you find because you shared the list with me yesterday and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it in and play it but how did you find the uh, fable of the mirror breaker in it a uh, very very good yeah it's yep. uh have you ever what's better than attacking with goldspan dragon attacking two, with two goldspan, goldspan dragons, dragons. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah there's a lot of value in the deck uh and that just sort of cashes in on 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 the value so it's pseudo card draw because you're just getting you know an extra copy uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it lets you, uh, you know, you copy one of your uh, Tree Folk tokens and you can get, 
you know, pretty aggressive or defensive, depending on the situation. And uh, yeah, copying Goldspan Dragon or just making another one of the um, the goblins to attack and get a treasure, you know, means that you're mana, mana neutral and just up a two-two attacker. So uh, it's um, it's it's pretty great. And the um, the 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 counter magic was was quite good. You know, I've snagged a Meat Hook Massacre, I've snagged a Wandering Emperor, uh, so it's it's quite good. But but today, last night, sorry probably 24 hours yes. ago, I decided to change it up a little. And all I did was change the blue lands for black lands and took out the counter magic and added Obnixilus. Oh. So okay, okay. Fable of the Mirror Breaker uh, is, is very good, but a Seeker's Chariot at copyings, when you've got an Obnixilus token that's not legendary, you can create create more. Uh, and and that's that's pretty sweet. Like people know what's up, like they're they're you know generally ready for it, but when they don't have an answer, the game ends very very quickly. So, I can imagine it does. Yeah, so you turn your two obs into three obs into four obs, and yeah, it's it it's it's pretty fun. Uh, so uh, I, that's what I'm jamming at the moment. And again, this is just best of one on my phone. I haven't really sat down and attacked this stand much, but um, you know, early doors a. Uh, an aggressive deck that has that sort of late game, you know, there's there's Goldspan Dragon and there's you know having you know half a dozen Obnixilus on the battlefield at any given time. So, <laughs> uh, so that's um, that's something that I've um, I've enjoyed playing. So, um, you've been running runes, I, I assume. Yeah, that's that's all I ran for our league, and since then, um... I don't think there's any real updates to that deck. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd like to move on from it. I'm well and truly bored of it. I'm seeing less and less of it on the on the ladder. So I and like we've had a season reset and I've been moving house, haven't been playing as much. So I was back yeah. in gold and I, I, I played the the teamer and the jun list through gold into into platinum. So take take my experiences with that grain of salt. It's not like I'm running around in high mythic, I'm you know, around the middle, but yeah, it's a it's a you know good deck to play if you're looking at you know an aggressive deck to jam through through gold or if you're shorty and you want to get out of bronze. <laughs> so, speaking of shorty and bronze, uh, shorty streamed this week and streamed some Explorer. So, uh, did you manage to catch any of that stream? No, I'm pretty sure I was sleeping. Oh, it was after seven p.m. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, just so, like right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um. So, you know, brand new format. We spoke about it last week on the cast and, you know, this is something that we, you know, we'll do as a Beans one day event and potentially uh, a league in the future. It seems pretty cool. And, you know, I know Crackers played a uh, a few matches uh, and is is having fun and Shorty, you know, went straight to Mono Red because that's what Shorty does. Uh, but then he, oh, on stream, uh, tried a Omnath list and mm. had a fair bit of success with that actually so i think uh like was like five and one on stream with it. pretty good um my experiences very different so uh, i was again i was playing through gold at the time shorty and cracker were a little lower on the ladder so had a different metagame it's i was up to seven of the nine matches that i played were against naya 
Yeah. And four of those matches, I managed to control my opponent's Winotas. Uh, I was I was playing a uh, Fires of Invention deck, so you know a, a deck that I wanted to play, not necessarily a deck that was super amazing. Um, but you know has removal spells, has sweepers. I managed to control the board, control their Winotas, and then they just top decked a Winota and killed me. And that happened yeah. like four times in nine games. And after playing against Winota seven out of nine times, I decided to you know put the explorer format on the shelf for a bit because and, I wasn't enjoying it. And this is this was the fear when Explorer was announced that Winota would just take over right from the beginning. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If nobody mentioned it out in the Twitter sphere and stuff, would it have happened? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you never know. And so, and I So I what know, do you think happens? So well, like first of all, I'm very, very aware that Sample size nine is not, you know, it, it's not a comprehensive data set. So, oh, of course. you know, I, you know, I got a bit unlucky with getting those, you know, that match up that often. Uh, but the numbers that we're seeing is that Winota is around 50. So when we've seen a deck being that highly represented traditionally, uh, you know, even numbers not, not even that high, but that ha- that happened at a tournament with Omnath, and then Omnath was gone the next right. Um, we saw it with Smuggler's Copter. We saw it with you know any and you know they're in, you know going all the way back to Skullclamp. I have memories of you know the uh, you know these format warping uh, cards that stop you know creativity and innovation because they're just too good. Uh, they generally you know nip those in the bud. So. Uh, does one need a ban? I don't know. If if I just look at the nine matches I played, I'm absolutely going to say yes, but I've only played nine matches. So other people's experience has been different to mine. Uh, so it it is, I'm trying to be objective, but I think objectively and discounting, you know, my experience altogether, I would like to see a format without one. So is it is it a case of... We, we have such a narrow amount of cards to draw from for this at the moment. Would the introduction of more cards once they come and, or, you know, full-fledged Pioneer, if that, whenever that happens, is that enough to keep Winota in check? Would a suspension in the meantime be better or just a flat-out ban? Uh, this is a great example of the use of the suspension. Uh, they can yeah. look at what cards are coming in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months and and they can they can suspend it and, and bring it back once they feel like it's safe so um you know the the suspension uh policy has been a bit of a head scratcher times but i mean i mean what isn't it what's the yeah exactly exactly but this would be a good uh a good implementation of it i think so yeah good suggestion uh what's if you're listening and i'm sure you are uh that then yeah suspend one owner yeah, just pop her on the shelf. Just yeah. you know, nice to look at, but not to play with yeah. right now. Tom Tom D's shaking his fist at his his podcast player at the moment, but it's. <laughs> uh, I I just think for the you know if you want this format to be successful, people have got to buy, and you've got to uh, got to have diversity. You've got to the format is sold as a, a way to use, just like historic was back in the day, a way to use your old cards on arena. But yeah. if those old cards aren't you know, four mana Boris four fours. 
and humans or non-humans specifically, then you don't have that diversity and you don't have that opportunity. You don't really have that opportunity to to use your old cards and and dust off the the archetypes. So I would um I'd like to see it gone. And I you know there's so many decks that I would love to explore in in Explorer. No pun intended, but you know I I've got a soft spot for the the mono red deck with experimental frenzy i've got a soft spot for god pharaohs i've got a soft spot for fires of invention you know and these are all powerful decks that i'm I'm excited to play and you know mid-range decks control decks i'm sure there's some sweet combos out there that are being discovered as well that i'm you know looking at you know dusting off as well i'm looking at you valamachus but there's Mm. yeah if if all of those like fun, cool, powerful decks are pushed out by Winona. That's a shame. Yeah. Um. What about you? Have you have you given Explorer any thought? You had any opportunity? I haven't explored it yet. No. I I want to. Yep. But yeah, time has just not been. And you'd rather draft. Kind. So. And I'd rather I'd rather be drafting. Yeah. Um. Anybody who's seen me in person, mate, knows that time has kind to me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm in the same boat. Don't worry about that. Gosh. So. Uh, we will get to into our, our wrap up here, uh, but before we do, just a reminder that uh, the ESL ANZ Champs actually kicks off this weekend with the... It's uh, back! Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is great to see. They've got a new structure, um, and hopefully this structure will uh, attract you know, a good number of players throughout the course of the season. I think the last year's structure sort of front loaded and we had hundreds of players. And then because of the, the point system, uh, if you hadn't played all of the events, you didn't have any chance to make the final. So people just didn't bother. Uh, so uh, it naturally meant that the, the, the field got smaller and smaller. This is a more of a, you know, a PTQ style season, if you like. So if you do well in one event, you qualify for the, uh, for the finals and they've got good prizes free to enter and the, the first one kicks off on the uh, on the seventh this coming Saturday with the the top eight on stream Monday. so um, just you know google ANZ champs 2022 and yeah jump in and you know uh, this sort of event in our region is something we've been starved of so highly recommend jumping in and registering even if you you know can't play the whole thing at least uh, at least show up, show them that you know you want these types of events. And, uh, they have you know genuinely good coverage as well, so get in on that. Speaking of events, speaking of coverage, what's coming up, Stu? Starting the thirteenth. So on the thirteenth of May, the Magic Beans, or well, the the next tournament, or the what do we call it? Next event in the Magic Beans tournament series gets underway. Gee, I butchered that. Must be late. Uh, the new Capenna League. We'll start with the live draw on the 13th of May, which is a Friday. Yep, Friday the Friday, 13th, isn't it? Bum, bum, bum. there's yeah. an omen in that. So, as always, we will be playing for prizes for free, free to enter. Uh, all we need is for you to join our Discord. Maybe that is a cost for some people. I don't know. Surely not. But all value. Uh, but the link free to enter with five hundred dollars in prizes. There will be a link in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you, Cracker. End to of our challenge page to to sign up and yeah please join our discord which will also be in the in the show notes in the show notes 
And uh, shout the, out the to legal... Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, five hundred dollars in cash and prizes thanks to those guys to support this league. So absolutely yeah, thank you so amazing. much. With uh, the the winner getting automatic qualification into the Magic Bands Invitational at the end of the year. Absolutely, and so, you can accrue points for the Invitational just by playing in the event. You get one just for sh- just for showing up, and then uh, doing well in the group phase, uh, you can accrue points and. Yeah, those uh, top 16 players at the end of the year will find them. We are so generous. It's it's incredible. So absolutely. So if you haven't joined the Beans Discord, I feel like we've said this multiple times tonight, right? But it's where it's at, really. Like if you want in for, you know, uh, all of the, the the brains trust with with constructed and with limited and sharing, you know, sharing your thoughts and ideas. Uh, and if you want, free events with prizes and you know you can see yourself streamed you know your matches covered on stream uh by by us it's it's just it's all value and uh shout out to the community and to josh and pats for uh, making it possible and yeah if you if you want to rep the uh the magic beans and i'm wearing one of our hoodies right now uh you can head over to uh magic beans cast dot com dot au and you can go to our merch store and that will link you out to the red bubble store where we've got a incredible uh, array of uh, of bean stuff that you could buy and all get of get some the, cushions yeah beans cushions for the cat i'm totally doing get that on it's, it. it's, it's legit yeah uh, i'm gonna yeah uh it's uh and all of those proceeds just go back into our leagues as well so it's uh, every everything that comes in goes straight back out to the, with beans. So uh, yeah, so and that you know one of the, one of the uh, things that you can do to support us uh, aside from merch is to uh, go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au, uh, give the Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar Facebook page a follow, place some bids, outbid your friends, buy a dollar, which is really fun. Tell them that the beans sent you. Uh, if you want to find us elsewhere. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. You can find us by searching up at Beanscast. If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I am at ChewyMTG. And Stu, you are... At MStewie. Excellent. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to episode 124. We look forward to seeing you in the Nuka Penna League, as well as... Uh, cheering you on in the uh, ESL ANZ champs this weekend. Stay safe out there, everybody. We'll talk to you soon here on the Magic Beans cast. Mm-hmm.